Welcome to Crossbound Ministries, where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word? You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the cross requires. Cling to the one First Corinthians chapter three and verse twenty-one is where we'll start today. First Corinthians chapter three and verse twenty-one. If you remember, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church in Corinth to correct some problems. And the things that he wrote stand true today, and we can look at our own selves, our own lives, our own church, and look to this scripture of what the changes we need to make to get ourselves right with the Lord. Amen? So if we start in verse 21, the Bible says, Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. Now, you almost have to read the verse before that to get a good just of it, but it, that verse says, let no man deceive himself. If anything among you seemeth to be wise in this world, let him become a fool, that he may be wise. And in our verse 21, therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. You know, there's some very, very smart people, much, much smarter than me, highly educated. Some have won the Nobel Prize. Some people have invented things that are just incredible and have helped us tremendously. The first thing I could think of is air conditioning, amen? That's a good one right there, especially if you live in a hot climate like, like I do. And so you're thankful for that. But the Bible says, Therefore let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. No one should boast in men. In other words, if you're going to boast, make sure it's in the Lord Jesus Christ. Make sure it's to the Lord. Make sure you're giving God the glory, amen? And he says, all for all things are yours. All, all things? Yeah, he says all things. All things are yours. Why? Because you're heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you're saved, if you're born again, amen, you're heaven bound with the hammer down. Here we go. Once you're saved, it, it takes the sting out of death. It has you no more. The fear of death doesn't grip your life. It says, therefore, let no man glory in men. We should not boast that, that uh, we belong to some group or I'm affiliated with this person or affiliated with that, but boast in I belong to the Lord. Boast in I'm in God's family. Boast in my name is written down in the Lamb's book of life. Amen. Boast in those things. Those are good things to boast about. But it says, let, therefore, let no man glory in men. And we, we make glory of at others, we may look at them or lift their name up, but the truth is, if you're truly honest with yourself, we're bad about lifting our own self up. We'll lift our own name up, even if we only do it in our own 
mind. We'll start to think, well, I'm pretty good at that. Well, I got it going on now. Well, I got this and I got that. We'll start to lift ourselves up in pride and we'll be the first person to lift up to be ourselves. And so you keep that in mind as you're reading that verse. Therefore, let no man glory in men. Don't even glory in yourself. Glory in the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory in his work on the cross. Put your glory in God Almighty. Amen. Lift his name up. Lift Jesus' name up. It's a name above all names. A name above all names. And it's worth boasting about. It's worth bragging about. And here's the thing. He deserves the honor and the glory and the praise that we can give him. Amen. He wants that. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that if we don't, that the rocks themselves will cry out, hey, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Lift up the name of Jesus. He is worth praise. He is worth glorying in. But we as human beings, we are not. We are sinful creatures. We truly are. So thank God for the saving grace that the Lord Jesus gave us when he died on that cross and he defeated death, hell, and the grave. We can glory in that. Look with me now in verse 22. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 22. Whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come, all are yours. The world is ours. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. Joint heirs. That's what he said. All things are yours. Death. Death has been defeated. He says that that death is yours. When you put your faith and trust in Lord Jesus Christ, death was defeated. In other words, it no longer it's not longer a dreadful thing, a dreadful foe that's going to happen that I have to worry about each and every day. Now, that's here's the thing. Here's the difference. I don't look forward to dying. I don't look forward to the death itself, but I do look forward to what happens after death. I do look forward as to where I'm going after I die. The death part itself is like a door that leads into heaven. It's a door that leads into the presence of God. If you're saved, like that verse says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. You see, that's all death is to a Christian. It's a shadow. It might scare you. It might look scary, but it cannot hurt you. A shadow can't hurt you. Oh, it may scare you. It may make you worry. It may make you shudder. It may even make you tremble, but it can't hurt you because it's just a, a shadow. And that's all death is to a Christian. It's just a shadow. Even if it scares you a little bit, you don't have to worry because God's got you. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and he'll never let you go. He said, I will never leave you and never forsake you. Amen. He's always there. And in the book of Psalms, he said he holds his word above his own name. God is going to keep his word. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall endure forever the bible says you can put your faith and trust in god's word and he says here whether paul or paulus or cephas or the world or life or death or things present or things to come all are yours amen to that amen to that and the biggest one there i think is death as we've been talking about but now that you're saved death is just a messenger to take your soul to heaven death is just a messenger to send you on your way to be in the glory of Christ, to be with him. Things present or things to come, all are yours. All things, 
All those things, if you're serving Christ, all those things are be serving you. Why? Because you are doing what God called you to do. Now, hold on, let me clarify. All those things aren't working for you because of things that you want. All those things aren't working for you because of what you see. But if you are doing God's will, if you are in the middle of God's will, you are submissive to him and you are following his lead, like the Bible says, obedience is better than sacrifice, then all things are working for you. The Bible says all things work together for good. Even those bad things and hurtful things and deaths and murders and all that stuff that we can't even understand, somehow, some way, God can use that in a mighty way, maybe to bring someone to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's been my uh, assumption and from what I've seen from talking to people that most people, most people do not think about death until it comes knocking on their door, until they get diagnosed with cancer or something bad happens. Nobody wants to think about death. And see, that's why people are so fearful of a dead body. They don't want to touch it. I don't want it because you don't want to be associated with that. You don't want to be like that. And so it scares the life out of some people. And that's why it's so solemn at a funeral a lot of times, because it brings to gravity the situation that we are all going to die. 10 out of 10 people die. And most people, most people prepare more for the retirement that they will might not even ever make it to than they do for the eternal state of their soul after they die. They worry about how much money I got in the bank, how much pension I got, how much annuity I got, how much this, how much that, instead of worrying about how much treasures I have in heaven and, and getting things right with the Lord so that when I die, I don't have to worry. Amen. Hey, when I die, I'm not worried about what I leave behind. It's it's gone. It's all null and void. Nobody. you never seen a, a U-Haul behind a hearse. No, sir or no, ma'am. You're not going to take one red cent with you. But it's the works that you did for the Lord Jesus Christ that you can take with you. I like what A.T. Robertson uh, once said. Everything fights for the man who is in partner with God for the world's redemption. Absolutely. Listen, if, if you're out witnessing, if you're out living a godly life, if you're doing God's will, hey, God can line everything up. Now, it may not go smooth like you think. It may not go the way you want it to. But if the truth be known, if everything went the way we wanted to, we'd always be in the air condition. We'd always have our feet up. We'd always be eating a great meal. We'd always be doing the easiest thing that we could possibly do. We'd all be taking a nap or something along those lines. And a lot of times that I've noticed, and I'm talking about my own self here, God will allow some extremely hard things in your life because it will drive you to your knees. Can I just say that all that prosperity doesn't drive you to God? It's the hard times, the hurtful times, those things that are so far out of your control that that's what you have to do is bow before a thrice holy God and ask for his intervention in your life. But does God want the best for your life? He wants the best for your soul. That's what he wants. He wants you to be holy in this life. He wants you to be live a godly life in this life, but it's going to be rough. The Bible says, yea, that 
those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. There will be hard times. God didn't come to save you so you could have a Mercedes or a nice house or a great job. God come to save your soul from the fires of hell, the penalty of sin. Amen. And when you are living that kind of life, everything lines up and things are working in your favor because you're going God's way. But don't glory in and of yourself because without Jesus, you could do nothing in and of yourself. You could do nothing in and of yourself. Neither could any man. Look with me now in verse 23. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 23. And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. All Christians belong to Christ. All of us. But some in Corinth, at the Corinth church, were, were claiming they belonged to him, but were excluding others, which, which is not right. And, and that does happen today in some certain circles. But Paul refutes that. He says, we are all Christ, and Christ is God's. We belong to Christ. Christ belongs to God. We belong to God. And so Paul shows what foolish folly it is in forming parties and division in the church. Remember, God is not the author of confusion. Now, here comes the question. Why all the different denominations then? If that's not what God wanted, God didn't want division. Why all the denominations? Well, some of it's just flat out man-made. Some of it's, I want to get my way, so I'm going to go start my own thing. Now, sometimes it is good to have division. If somebody's dead wrong and they're going against Scripture, absolutely you should divide yourself from them because they are wrong. And unless they get it right, it'd be hard to, to, to have real fellowship with them. So God didn't want division, but you have to remember the devil is the author of confusion in whichever way he can do it. If he brings pride in a person's life or just however the devil does it, he is so subtle, so subtle that sometimes, sometimes you need to get on your face and ask God, is there something that I don't see? God, is there something in my life that I'm even blinded to my own self? Ask the Lord Jesus to help you with that. And he says in that verse, And ye are Christ, and Christ is God's. Amen. Thank God. You belong to Christ. You belong to God. Your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. He has you in his hand, and he will never, never, never let you go. We'll spend all eternity with him. And that we can't even fathom that because everything in our world has a beginning and an end. We're, we're born and we die. You know, we get a job and retire. Everything in our world has a beginning and an end, except for when you step out into eternity. And one day will be as 10,000 years, and 10,000 years will be as one day. Amen. We'll be forever with the Lord. And that's hard for us to even fully grasp. Oh, we hear it, but we don't really fully and completely understand it. And I don't believe we ever will until we get there, until you're in the presence of God himself. And boy, do I look forward to that day. I don't look forward to death, but I look forward to leaving this old hurtful, painful, 
earth and all the hard situations. I look forward to being with my family in glory. I look forward to walking the streets of gold. I look forward to putting on my, my hand on the wall of jasper or maybe throwing a fishing line in the sea of crystal. Amen. Touching the gates of pearl. Being in front of a thrice holy God as the river of life flows from the throne of God. What? How glorious that will be. I look forward to that day. Amen. And we'll all be as one. If you're saved, if you're born again, you're part of that. And ye are Christ and Christ is God's. Amen. Let's look at the next chapter here. 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 1. And this chapter 4 is talks about faithfulness and service, these first few verses. Verse 1 says, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Verse 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man, a steward, that man be found faithful. Amen. A major requirement in stewards is to be found faithful. But it's talking about being faithful to God. It's talking about being faithful as a minister of Christ. It's talking about keeping God first in your life. That is what it's talking about. You know, man values cleverness and wisdom and wealth and success, but God, God is looking for those who will be faithful to Jesus in all things. Oh, we put our value on a lot of other things, on cleverness and wisdom and wealth, but Jesus didn't put his value in that. God didn't put his value in that. God is looking for those who would just be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ and the work that he has for them here in this life, here on this planet. Amen. And so that's what he's talking about. That's the kind of steward he's talking about. That's the kind of faithfulness he's talking about. He's not talking about being faithful to work every day. He's not talking about being faithful to this or faithful to that, but he's talking about being a faithful minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe this is just my personal opinion. So mark that down. Mike Sadler's personal opinion. I believe that if you are faithful in that, it's going to bleed over into every part of your life, work, friendship, your marriage, everything else. Because apart from putting God first in your life, you're out of order. Even, even as much as I love my wife, even if I put her first in my life, I am out of order. But it's when you put God first, when you're faithful to him, when you're faithful to his ministry and to the Lord Jesus Christ, that's when you're the best you that you can be. Amen. And that's going to, that faithfulness is going to bleed over into all the other aspects of your life. And here's a side note that you can't be the father. You can't be the husband. You can't be the wife that you need to be, that you're supposed to be, that God called you to be apart from putting God first in your life and being faithful to him. But when you put him first, that's when you can be the best mother, the best father, the best spouse, the best husband, the best wife. Why? Because you are in God's order. You are doing it God's way, the way God has 
called you to. And by the way, the closer you get to God, the more humble you're going to be, the more forgiving you're going to be, the more you'll let these little things go. You're being faithful to the big things. These other things don't mean much. Why? Because I am serving God Almighty. That is the primary focus of my life. I am going down that road just like an arrow. It flies straight. It doesn't waver left or right. But you've got to be like that. Going toward the mark, like the Apostle Pet says. Going toward the mark. He races toward the mark. Don't you like that? Oh, Paul used a lot of sports analogies. I like that. And so we should be faithful. But here it's not talking about being faithful to anything. It's talking about being faithful in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Look with me now in verse number 3. Chapter 1. I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 3. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. This is Paul speaking. Paul says it's a very small thing that you judge me. In other words, it doesn't really mean a whole lot to me. And that can go both ways, whether they're pulling you down or looking down on you or judging you harshly or... If they're lifting you up in praise, oh, you're so great, oh, you're so wonderful, oh, you're this, oh, you're that. Paul says, Paul says that's a very small thing. It doesn't mean much or man's judgment doesn't mean much to me. Yea, he even says that I judge not myself. Paul realizes how utterly unable man is to form a judgment against him. And his true faithfulness to God. Only God can judge that. And it's the same today in now, in this time, in this life. Other people can't see what God has put on your heart. Other people can't see the way what God has for you. Now, they might see the outward effects. Boy, they love the Lord. Boy, they like to preach. Boy, they... But the truth is the calls on the inward side and only you can see that. Only you can hear that. Only you hear this is so important. Only you can answer that call. Amen. And God wants you to answer that call. And I'll tell, share a little story uh, with you. When God first called me to preach, I was scared to death. I thought, Lord, do you know who I am? You know where I came from? Do you know what I've done? Do you know about it? And you know, you, you're saying that to God like he doesn't know everything about your life. The Bible even says that the hairs on you, he knows how many hairs are on your head. They're numbered, the Bible says. But really, you're just telling it to yourself and you're scared to death. And so I was driving home from work one day and the call came so strong on my life that I literally pulled over in the grass and I was weeping. And I said, yes, Lord, I will. Yes, Lord, I'm, I, I will accept the call. I'm going to preach your word. And I th believe I said it out loud. And you know, I've never looked back from that day. And I want to be faithful to that call because that call is there. And to me, there is no higher calling than preaching God's word. And it's a very serious and solemn thing. And that's why I take it so serious. 
when a preacher or pastor asked me to step behind their pulpit and preach. Why? Because, yes, you want to do a good job, but ultimately you are answering to God for every word that comes out of your mouth. So make sure that you are faithful to the Lord Jesus in every way because God is looking at that. Let me just tell you, God is looking for people like that. God's not looking for people with a Mercedes or a lot of pool or a lot of status or, or all those great things that come from being worldly or earthly. No, God's just looking for a humble servant that says, here am I, Lord, send me. Verse 4 says, For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. Paul said, I don't know nothing of myself. I'm, I'm not going to judge myself. And the truth is, if we did judge ourselves, we'd be biased in each and every way we would. He says, Yet am I not hereby justified, but he that judgeth me is the Lord. And let me just tell you, God, that's who's going to judge you. He's the righteous judge. So you better make sure, like that old preacher said, you better know that you know that you know that you have repented of your sins and put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you have done that, you make sure that you are faithful to the Lord Jesus in every, every aspect of your life, your marriage, your work, mainly your ministry. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries radio broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.